Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. In this podcast series, a few of the fan club's esteemed and brave members take to the airwaves to discuss symbiote-related comics, movies, cartoons, games, and more. We also provide new updates on fresh merch and media, all, of course, about symbiotes all the time. My name is Orion, and I'm joined again by John, Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. All right. And then today we have a special guest, David, Twitter handle at DStevensArt. He's one of Carlos's longtime buddies and a newer addition to the Venom Sites ranks. He's, uh, he, il- he also illustrated the stunning uh, group pinup featuring the podcast's main host that you can see on this vi- YouTube video. You can find a link to the higher resolution image in the video details below. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. So since we have a bunch of topics to get to today, let's quickly roll through our traditional Venomaniac introductions to get to know you better. So um, how long have you been with a, t- with a Venom site, David? Um, well, I haven't exactly been an active member up until now. Uh, every so often I would go to the site just to check up on Venom-related news or anything comics or merchandise-wise, but I haven't really been an active poster until now. All right. And then uh, how were you introduced to Venom and Symbiotes? Uh, well, I mean, originally it would have been the Spider-Man TV series that I used to watch on Fox when I was a kid. <laughs> That's like everybody's answer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So who is your favorite symbiote or host? Uh, well, for me, it's a big toss-up between Flash and Andy. Sorry, Aaron. Um... <laughs> Uh, I actually, well, funny thing, I didn't even get into Venom comics until Circle of Four, and that was because of X-23, but Flash and Andy really grew on me. Ah, that's nice. And then, um, what is your favorite symbiote comic or story arc? Uh, well, obviously it would be Venom Volume 2, um, and I mean, I did like some aspects of Space Knight, but Venom Volume 2 is probably my personal favorite. And then, if you can bond to any symbiote in the Marvel Universe, which would it be? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I mean, Venom, Venom's too obvious. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Toxin. I, I've always wanted to be a pasta monster. All right. <laughs> so well, that's great answers. Uh, welcome to the podcast once again. So thank you. In today's episode, we'll review the just-concluded Venom Inc. crossover event. We'll also cover the highlights of 2017 and what we are looking forward to in 2018. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Venom Inc. is a six-part Venom and Amazing Spider-Man crossover event starring Venom's major hosts butting heads and joining forces to tackle Lee Price, who makes his villainous return as Maniac. Flash fans who haven't read Venom Inc. will definitely want to as he returns as a major player in the story in a big way, for Venom Inc. turns Flash into the brand new anti-Venom. As our resident Flash fans, what were your thoughts on this development, John, Tyler, and Carlos? Well, uh, I think I'll start. And just the fact is, this was advertised... Like, going into this, I had very low expectations. This was a Spider-Man Venom crossover written by two two writers I'm not the biggest fans of. Like, I like some of their work in the past, but eh, some of their current stuff. But And then I read the story, and I was pleasantly surprised to see... It's not really a, a, a crossover at all. It's mostly just a Flash Thompson story. And I was actually pretty psyched for that. 
So, and I, I still wish he was Agent Venom, but Agent Anti Venom is a pretty damn good consolation prize. Like I, and so it's a development I'm really hoping that sticks, and I really enjoyed Flash, uh, Flash throughout this Venom Inc. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a really polarizing part of it too. Uh, that this was billed as an uh, as a Spider-Man and Venom crossover, where they're supposed to be the main focus, but it did turn into a Flash Thompson story. So, what did you guys think, uh, John and Carlos? Uh, for me, like I kind of was uh, pretty shocked that you know Flash, you know he's coming back into this major event, and you know just seeing him again as the new anti-Venom was pretty shocking and really really exciting at the same time. So I'm kind of glad that now he's back to his uh, superhero status quo. So yeah. And then John. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think it was uh, best case scenario as far as Flash is concerned. Uh, uh, Nick uh, was kind of teasing that they had big plans plans for Flash for a long time, and I held out hope, and uh, they paid it off in a really big way. I'm really happy that he has a form of a symbiote, because I really think he makes a really good symbiote character. And so this arc was just a, a joy to read for me personally, you know, being completely biased. I, I really enjoyed uh, all the Flash moments, and... Uh, Really, they did a really good job of reestablishing him with probably new readers as well. Yeah. And then uh, how about you, David, since you profess to be a Flash fan as well? What were your thoughts about this development? Um, well, I had pretty mixed feelings when I first heard about it, especially as, like, Carlos can probably attest me and him are big Andy fans. So the, the very first thing I heard about this event wasn't that Flash was going to be in it. It was that Andy was getting off for the main villain. So I had very mixed feelings going in. I had mixed feelings throughout the entirety of the event. Like, yes, I was I was happy to see Flash get a suit again after Flash got snubbed in Venom 150 and then was pretty much absent for a year. Uh, so it's nice to see him back in a costume. It's nice to see him kicking, kicking rear as Agent Venom again, even though it's Technically not really Agent Venom, it's Agent Anti-Venom. Jesus, a mouthful. Um, uh, it was it was nice to see Andy again, although I I was ready to kind of torch the issue, the first issue when I saw the intro. Um, so like I said, all, all around for me, this was just a very, very mixed bag. All right. Uh, yeah, I definitely had some... Um, I had some issues going in with uh, Flash becoming anti-Venom. I was happy with his return because I did like Agent Venom. Maybe not as much as I like Eddie Brock as Venom, but it, I did love the uh, Venom Volume 2 and uh, some of uh, Space Knight as well. So it was nice to see Flash returning to this hero status quo, but I did have issues with him being anti-Venom. Uh, just because that's kind of like, oh, you know, Eddie Brock was a very special case, Anti-Venom was a very special case. But otherwise, um, how about you, Aaron? What were your thoughts on the whole Flash Thompson development? Well, I'm sort of happy that he's back so we can stop all this Eddie versus Flash arguments that happened a, a lot. <laughs> um, so I kind of was happy he did have a, a, a suit back now. Um, I liked that he interacted with the symbiote and Eddie and and at the end they kind of were on fine terms. So I am sort of happy that he's sort of in action. I know he's going to be in the uh, uh, later story arc with 
Spider-Man, so he's still going to be around, which is uh, good for Flash fans. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we, 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 can, we can admit we had some fun with Flash in the past, you know, even as Eddie fans. Um, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'd also yeah. I'd also like to add like as a fan, like a huge fan of both characters. Literally Flash and Eddie are my two favorite Marvel characters. And for the longest time you kinda have to pick a side whenever you're arguing or whatever have you, right? But this event made it feel like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like I could finally like fully enjoy Eddie Brock as Venom again because I know Flash Thompson has his own thing going on. I don't have to worry about, like, oh, Flash is trying to fight to get the suit back. Like, it was all resolved in a nice way that whenever I read Venom's upcoming books and I read Eddie Brock, like, I can enjoy it to the fullest, right, without having to worry about Flash. Yeah, and uh, so how about this? Um, I always pictured Flash and Andy as a package deal, you know? I, I Ever since... Uh, she became Mania. I was like, it has to be Flash and Mania. It has to be Agent Venom and Mania, or no go for me. So let's talk about you know. I know we talked a little. I know that um, David talked a little bit about uh, Mania and his thoughts about that in Venom Inc. But how about everybody else? Um, what were you guys' thoughts about Mania about Andy's role in this uh, story? Well, oh um, boy, <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot to oh, say about boy. this. Don't get First, me started. First off, I'll start with some positive stuff since I know some other people. But uh, I really like when they. I was glad they didn't kill her off. I never thought they were going to kill her. Just they put her on the sideline in the first issue. But then we got to see her again pop up in the main story. And I was really surprised and like I was really happy to see her like in action, still doing stuff. I I was not expecting that at all. I thought she was just going to be sidelined until the very end. But no, she actually played a pretty big part in this. And so I was really happy to see her by Flash's side, you know, saving him and, you know, kicking butt with him. That was great. Yeah, it was definitely great to see her in action. Even though it was without the symbiote, we got to see a bit of what she can do without the symbiote. And I I like that they kept her, her hell powers, even though it should be a struggle. You know, because it's it's pretty much uh, she's she's been damned and she's uh being possessed. There's de- yeah, there's a demon in there. So yeah, so that that uh, was the thing I actually didn't get about her randomly coming back and being in control of the hell powers. Because the last time we've seen her use them, she went completely off the rails, and now she's just completely fine with them. Well, like I I'm, guess- I'm I'm okay with her learning to use them, but can't they at least show us show her learning how to manifest them or where she randomly learned to control all this? Yeah, it was just the temporary cure-all, which we don't know how it works at all from Space Knight. It was just like, yeah, this will fix you temporarily, whatever that does. Yeah, And I guess that just lets her control her powers. I don't know. It's... How about you, John? What do you think? Um, well, I, I a big positive that I noticed in, in the small details with Andy as well is she actually cried when she thought Flash died. Yeah. Which is yeah. something that I kind of was like... She reacted to the alternate reality Flash dying like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, right? yeah, that, that was that was the surprise with Venomverse. Coach? <laughs> right. And and so with this one, they actually drew her crying and she was like, crap, like I should have came sooner, like this is my fault. Yeah. And it was really emotional and it was If great. I'd known it was you, I would have acted sooner. Right, right. It was a good it was a good character moment between the two of them. 
Like, they had their banter, and they were really fun, and I'm really glad that they brought Andy back, um, like, as far as into the event, because, like, like Tyler said, it was a big surprise. Like, I was fully expecting her to be in the hospital the whole yeah. time. Note that, Marvel, more Andy. We're always saying that, more Andy, please. Right. Give and, us more. So- Give us more. Feed our addiction. <laughs> right. But, and and I'm happy they actually gave her panels, right? She almost had more panels than Eddie again. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and uh-huh. she, they, they actually established her as a, a really cool character without the symbiote. I think we all would prefer her with one, especially oh, yeah, over Lee Price. Definitely. But I, I do appreciate the fact that they at least estab- like established her as her own super-powered character. I do think it's kind of silly that Flash, like, she's going back to Philly, and Flash isn't going with her, or she's not staying with Flash. I think that's kind of silly, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're, they're a package deal. Exactly. Like, right, I don't, my, I don't my, think... My favorite Flash and Andy moment will still be the bit where where they confront Lord Ogre, and Andy and Flash has that big dad moment with her where he's, fully venomed out and he's scolding her while in the venom monster form. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Memories. <laughs> um, yeah, I... for me for me though, like I, I think the best scene in Venom Inc. was when they were all teamed up. You see Venom, he has the big guns, you have Andy with her flame powers ready, a black cat and Spider Man and, and Flash. Like that was, one big yeah, panel the, the, the was Flash so... pages were great. Absolutely. And then how what about you, fun? Aaron? So I'll also say that that she seemed fine with Eddie now because in Venomverse, the first time she saw him, she saw or she said, that's not my Venom. But now she kind of seems like she's OK with with him now. So maybe she maybe she earned some some like respect for what he does. And they have like this mutual like relationship because uh, so I think in one panel, Eddie called her by her first name instead of just saying, you know, girl or mania, like he was calling her by her own name, mania or, or, or Andy. So, um, so I'm kind of happy that they seem like they're on okay terms. You know, she's just not saying, well, 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 flash should be, you know, venom. It it shouldn't be you, Eddie. She seemed fine with him. So I'm sort of happy. They kind of touched on that whole aspect of mania and, and venom since after venom verse. All right. And then, so let's move on to another character, and, um, I mean, let's not wait, let's talk about Eddie Brock. You know, he, he was supposed to be one of the big main characters of the story, and it, for whoever read this, you probably noticed Eddie Brock did not have as large of a part as he should have, I th- I'd say. He should have had a much larger part. I mean, he is billed, he's like, uh, billed co, uh, against, uh, He's built with Spider-Man. You know, this is a Venom and Spider-Man crossover. It didn't feel too much like a Venom crossover because, I mean, let's recap what happened in this story. Like, in the beginning, we have pretty much Flash and Spider-Man attacking Eddie Brock, saying, hey, you're, you got the symbiote, you know, you're, you're a villain, so let's attack you. Flash becomes anti-Venom, separates him from the symbiote, and then, uh, Eddie is without a symbiote for like an issue or so, and then he comes back and he's he's pretty much ineffective against anything. It's like, well, what's going on here? And then uh, it's not till near the end where he starts to get things together. It's like, okay, 
uh, he's introducing these plans to the group, like, okay, you know what? Everyone's acting like, oh, we need to, or we need to follow Flash's direction because he's he's the uh, he's the soldier boy. He knows what he's doing. Well, he's like, no, Flash might be the soldier boy, but so is Ma- uh, so is Maniac. He was a soldier as well, so we gotta be unpredictable. So uh, he didn't feel uh, very much like a co. What what would you say? Like he, he didn't feel like he was leading alongside Spider-Man in this story. Well, it's called Venom no. Inc., so I'd use the word coworker. Yeah, no, it just felt like yeah. it, it felt like they like Flash and Peter were just like teaming up on him. I think it was issue two, and he just pretty much got sidelined and kind of got screwed over. And that was one of the things that kind of bothered me for a bit. But then I'm like, well, he, he's going to get it back, right? Like, he's going to get yeah. it Venom back. And then, of course, Black Cat's going to play a role in this, and that kind of had a little effect on it, so. Yeah. There's way too many characters, I think, for, like, six issues, so. Yeah, I think it it was kind of starting to fall into the same pitfall of Venom, Inc., where uh, it became an ensemble book, and, like, when it comes to this ensemble book, certain characters are not going to get as much screen time as others. You mean Venomverse? You said Venom Inc. Did I say? Okay, I meant Venomverse. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I meant Venomverse. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, so it's it's the same pitfalls as Venomverse where, yeah, yeah in, in Venomverse, we had Eddie Brock start to lead the team. But even then, um, with that story, we were, we were supposed to understand why Eddie Brock was supposed to be the best Venom ever, and we didn't get that. And uh, even as a leader, it's like, okay, so he his contribution was he brought Carnage to the multiverse or whatever to defeat the poisons, and uh, he helped with the suicide run. Okay, that's that's great. But even then, it's like you still had other symbiote characters shining, such as... Uh, um, such as uh, Mania, or not not Mania, but, you know, whoever else shown in that series, I can't really remember at this point. <laughs> Rocket Venom, Like Rocket Raccoon, like Venom, doing like the tech stuff, exactly. like making Venom, bomb. Exactly. Yeah. Venom Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, and this is the same problem with Venom Inc., where, um, where this was supposed to be kind of like a, a buddy type of thing going on. It was billed as a buddy thing, where it's like, oh, it's Spider-Man and Venom, Spider-Man and Venom. Well, then they introduced... Uh, they introduced Flash and Andy, and then they introduced uh, Black Cat. Cat, and then Lee Price Lee and Price. his gang, and all well, those other characters. I mean, Lee yeah. Price is the villain, but right, you know, yeah. Even then, but it's like who got all the who got all the uh, screen time out of this was Flash, Spider Man, and um, Lee Price, and and which Black is why Cat. I'm kind of torn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why I'm kind of torn because. Flash and Peter have not had a moment in forever. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy the fans got that. But at the same time, this is this is the OG Venom. You know, he's he's here again. So he should do something huge with 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 Spidey besides just hang around and just uh, just be mad at each other. See, he should do the, something here, with Peter. Here's the thing about that: I don't think they can in their current state because of right. one day. Because of him not knowing his identity, because of them not having that person, like, making it personal. Like, the same right. thing with Green Goblin. You can't make it as personal. If 
they don't know. That was like the Green Goblins and Venoms. That was like their biggest thing was that they knew who he was, and that's gone. So I don't think you can have that like rivalry again. Yeah, see, and here at the end, Flash doesn't even know that he's Spidey too, and that that like would have been Quite a huge moment for them too. It wasn't part two. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. No, see, I, I can, oh yeah, that part I, I remember. I, I can see Flash not expecting him to be Spider Man. Like Flash would never connect that because he doesn't think Puny Parker would ever be his his childhood hero. Like, right. so I I can understand Flash not uh, not getting it. But what I don't get is why Peter hasn't told him yet. Peter should absolutely tell him at this point. Like, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what what. What could possibly go wrong if the, if you told him like you, you know Flash is now a superhero, he can hold his own. So there's the whole responsibility thing is out the window. And there's no like struggling with the symbiote either because now he has healing powers supposedly. Yeah. And he has no weaknesses. When he remembers, like, there he are no them. strings attached now. Like he can be you know a free on. Uh, like he can be the hero he always wanted to be. You know now. Yeah. So I don't see why Spidey's still trying to hide it. Yeah, I mean, he tells all the new Avengers of Fantastic Four, and, you know, you don't tell the guy who is literally the best man at your wedding. Like, Yeah, so, basically, um, unfortunately... Right, the wedding, wedding never happened you. anymore, remember? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. He, was still, he was still supposed to be the best man, though. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, F- Flash and Spidey kind of hijacked the story, and it should have been called Anti-Venom, Inc. A, a Flash, Thompson, and Spider-Man crossover event. <laughs> But um, anyway, so that that's a good segue to talk about Spider-Man, who I would call the true villain of the story, over Maniac. I don't really think he's necessarily as bad as everyone is kind of like menace. saying that he is. He's a wall-crawling menace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I wouldn't go that far, Mister Jameson, but <laughs> I, I do feel this is not Peter's best character portrayal. No. So, uh, for anyone who hasn't read it, the, the, the reason why we're saying he is, this is not his best character portrayal was because of, well, let's just face it, he was a bit of a dick. Especially towards Eddie Brock and the symbiotes. And it was... Oh yeah, major dick. And this is coming off of several times now where Spider-Man has, I guess, forgiven Eddie Brock... And kind mm-hmm. of made good with him in the past. It's like, yeah, oh, no. preach it. Yeah, exactly. So he's made good with him in the past, but it seems like he, he has Alzheimer's or something because he just keeps forgetting. And he keeps going back to that, oh, I hate Eddie Brock because you're a villain. You, you, you tried to destroy my life in, in the past. And the symbiote is evil because it tried to take over me in the past. It's like, okay, whatever, Spider-Man. You know. Yeah, I thought Peter and the symbiote made it up in Space Night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. Thing. And then issue five, they just completely threw that out the window for no reason. And I think it's simply because you know Spider-Man is xenophobic towards symbiotes. He, you know, he's had su- such. I mean, I mean, yeah, you you can be xenophobic because of Carnage. I I get that. You know, Carnage is is absolute evil. And as you have good reason to hate Carnage and his symbiote, but Venom has been a hero on and off every now and then. So there should be some room for doubt, some room for yeah, yeah. Especially after that conversation in Space Night, and then and Spider-Man even acknowledges when he's in Venom number six, I think it was, 
uh, where he's like, I'm going to hell for this, for, like, picking this symbiote. And so then he's like, yeah, come here, symbiote, you know, come to me, you know, I'll be with you, be a hero. And then he tricks the symbiote by capturing it. He he acknowledges that that's a terrible thing to do. Yep. And And so he's acknowledging that this is still trying to be good, and then, but it's, so I, I, overall, I'm not too peeved off by Peter's characterization in this, but it's just that I, I feel it's almost a bit too far. Like, I don't think he should be wanting to just outright kill the symbiote. Yeah, he he was all about, oh, let's kill the symbiote, let's kill the symbiote, oh, you're still alive, let's kill the symbiote. Stupid. (laughs) All right, (laughs) that was a sore button, that that was a sore topic to just get onto but anyways also uh, we can spend a little bit of time talking about uh black cat um anyone want to talk about black cat in particular yeah well i thought she was gonna have a little thing going on with eddie but that uh, didn't happen so yeah that's what we all thought too but like, yeah what, then they like, kept what, saying what there's gonna the be a little romance what do you mean we all I so, never, but, I was always calling bull on that. There was yeah. no way that was happening. I denied it. <laughs> I mean, it's still might. So it's I guess, might. I guess the little romance we saw was between Flash and, and Felicia, where she gave him a big smooch in the kisser and pretty like, much she's just her. being flirty. She's just being her. That was an X thing, you know. That was like oh, I, I, thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of a bit of a together. boneheaded move in part five when they try to think when they think they're going to set that up with Venom saying, oh, Felicia's a very impressive lady, and then Brock yeah. immediately brings up the time he like, beats yeah, the crap no. out of her. You're the only girl I need, Symbiote. I don't need any black cats. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> That's but it. I, I, do, I am sort of glad that they sort of see me pushing black cat towards more of a good guy again, which because I did, I, I did not like her as a villain. And so, so I hopefully think, she's going to be a good guy again. I think I think this is pretty much the starting off point where she's probably going to be finished with it and going back to what she used to being good at, you know. So it, I, it wasn't going to last for long, and I think this pretty much ended it for her. So yeah, and it yeah. is really cool that Eddie was the one to give her the hero pep talk. That's pretty yes, cool. that yes. was good. I, I did like that part. So, are you saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> but I still I, I deny did, it. I did really yeah. like the, the moment with Peter and Flash both talking like, oh, uh, you know, I dated her. I don't. Me too. And, and uh, so yeah, it was I, I, I did like that, yeah. <laughs> that callback. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of people didn't like the, uh, the jokes and comedy in the issue, but I got a lot of good laughs at it. Like, of course, Spider-Man would give away that he's not mind-controlled through a joke, right? Like, that's such a Spider-Man thing to say. Right. You'd still think Lee would know he's not under brain control, though. I, I, eh. I, didn't, I didn't understand that plan at all. So you just go there and and what? What was the plan? You don't have anything against these symbiotes. Crack, like, crack I, a joke. I, I That's all his plan was, was crack a joke. <laughs> I mean, it's best it's best not to overthink it too much. There's yeah. a, There's a lot of... Small inconsistencies like Flash and Peter being held by chains that they could easily break, and yeah, and, and then Gargan, plot volume. Yeah, Gar- Gargan somehow having his suit at the end out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he did absolutely nothing because there's a few fans of Mac and they were kind of mad he didn't do a whole lot. So I'm sorry for those well, two. What people. I don't get is <laughs> Gargan getting like the symbiote armor because Price spits a bit of mania on him and that somehow triggers symbiote armor to grow, and yet. The same thing doesn't happen to Spider-Man, right? Like yeah. I, I know, I know, I, I've been told that uh, Eddie hit Peter with anti-venom way back when, and that 
eliminated all trace of the Venom symbiote from his bloodstream, but he bonded to Venom again in Superior Spider-Man with that whole Superior Venom story. Yes, so you're right, a few other times as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mostly chalk it up to just those times weren't long enough. He just didn't have right. the symbiote long enough. It was like a day or something he had in Superior. I mean, let's be honest, they just wanted to do it so Mac could... Yeah. Look. Like it really was. That's really all it was. It's like, oh, let's make one guy look really cool. Because comics was the reason. And then, and then, <laughs> well, they could have sold more variants like, if they had him back in his suit. You know, guys, symbiote Spider-Man's back. Buy more right. variant covers. Yeah. That, that'll and, happen with Venomized. At, at, yeah. at the end, too, it's like he, uh, he gets cured and he's like, wait, now he's back to the original Scorpion design? What, where did, where's his undershirt? Where's his undershirt? You know, where's his normal clothes? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. To be fair, Sandoval has made quite a number of artists like flaw, like mistakes in his series. So that's just one more for the basket. Well, it seems like he wants to do his own thing, but no one's really letting him because he wanted to do like that version of Maniac that had like all the guns on it. Right. But the, the next end, issue, he's just a giant. <laughs> right. So he's just, just a, a giant, giant kaiju venom. Yeah, right. Just, so, like, that was so yeah. odd. And it's, out yeah, his place. giant form didn't even have his like spider design or the eyes either. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, that was kind of lazy. I thought. Yeah. I mean, they could have added some more. And I think details good, on there. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into talking about the the part I think most of us don't want to talk about, and that is Lee Price, <laughs> okay. maniac. Yeah. If you say so. I don't know what you're talking about. Thing that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So. so like, if people remember from our first maybe two episodes of We Are Venomaniacs, we discussed our ire with uh, Lee Price as a character, and he made his return in this series, in, in this uh, crossover event. And I mean, where is everyone now with Lee Price? You know, is it an improvement or is it just you know proving that? Oh, oh <laughs> anything yeah. times zero is still zero. All right. Per, See, I'm kind of torn because. Go on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um. So we don't have any other symbiote villains besides Carnage. So I'm kind of happy we have another bad guy symbiote. I but say that, I wouldn't yeah. say Lee is the best character. No, he. You know. Yeah. 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 I just. I. I, I, I think this character is unredeemable. He's unsalvageable. Salvageable. And just Costa seems to like him so much, and he was one of the worst parts of this for me because this whole event is by this really crappy villain who I really don't care about. Uh, like throughout the whole thing, throughout all of Venom Inc., he does basically nothing but spit on people. He doesn't get any <laughs> any fights <laughs> until oh, the very end, that. until the last you're, issue where he does back something. There giving him. orders and being an edge lord. You're my you're my made men. You follow my orders. Yeah, like we're fuck. Yeah, see that that was a big problem where it's like I just didn't see him as a credible threat at all. Like at no point does anyone try to take him down. He he just standing there in the middle, just ordering people around. Like you have anti. Why don't you? Just, you know he's the main threat. Just go get him. He's right there. Like again, like, with, like, they, with they go at him in part five. Why didn't they do that in part three? Yeah, and then like. And you have Spider-Man go back and, like, why don't you give Spider-Man some anti-venom goop in his hand just to slap on his face? Like, just something. <laughs> or or one of your two shapeshifter allies. Like, a so. simple slap to the face would have ended the book. 
This book was a flap in the face. For me, like I've I've never never liked Lee in since issue one. That was like last year, and then for some reason he's being this edge lord, and it's just it's cringe. And now he's coming back, and he's he, and the thing that I still don't get is like. How the hell did he just track down Andy out of nowhere? It made yeah. no sense. It made no sense. How do no you know? They have all those parts of him in prison, they, and he somehow manages to track her down. He somehow manages to get a gang. He somehow manages to get all these heavy weapons. He was nearly beaten up in prison. Why would anyone respect him enough to join his gang or yeah. give him weapons? Oh, Not only that, but he killed two inmates, so how do you even get let out? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. So I guess we're saying we like him as a villain. <laughs> I, I, for me, uh, for, for me, I was willing to give him a chance. I was like, you know what? I hated him as the uh, quote-unquote protagonist of the Venom book, and I really dislike him as a character. But I was like, okay, let's see how he is as a villain. Like, am I going to love to hate this guy? Right? Um, and I and I can safely say that I really think the book would have. Uh, benefited from a, either a different villain or no villain at all. That way we can just have character moments between Flash, Peter, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of just there to be the weak thread to tie them all together, right? And kind of like ruin Cat's business, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And unfortunately, uh, he, he lives in the end, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, yes, he should have got and killed off by somebody. But You can tell, oh, you well. can tell it's painfully obvious that they're putting him in their pack pocket for later. Right? Yeah. They're saving him because like it doesn't make any sense that the symbiote wouldn't leave him or that Flash wouldn't tear it off of him immediately and uh, give it to him. That's what that's what I was telling David. Like why wouldn't Flash just take it off him? He has the power to do so. Or right. why wouldn't Andy reach <laughs> out to the symbiote and say, Flash come back Venom. home? <laughs> it's <laughs> something to figure out later, they said. Not now. Yeah, that's later. exactly Flash yeah, but like in really... part two, we literally see Flash just rip Venom right off Eddie. Why isn't he doing the same thing here? Mm. What's stopping Abuse. him from just reaching yeah. over and pulling? Right. The uh, Flash literally says, oh, that's something to worry about later. Like, really? Yeah. That's so silly. Why? Why would you say <laughs> Yeah. And what, now, what, now, what now we're stuck even with more me. is how okay Andy is about all this. Yeah. yeah like, right. like oh, I'm okay without it. Yeah, she was trying to get the symbiote the whole time, and then they don't even try to give it back. They're like, oh, weird. She the stops from, like, shooting it, too, since it's her friend. Yeah, and right. then now, now she's like, oh, like, there, it's weird. He still has a symbiote. Why? Like, whatever. And it's just, so they, now they, we're stuck with him. They could have yeah. they could have given it back to her and still kept him a symbiote villain by, like, hinting that, like, he still has traces of it because he spat he spat so much everywhere that he still has Or a new spawn, God forbid. And and to yeah. me it's gonna be pretty obvious that like he still has it. So he they're gonna probably put him in some super prison confinement. He's probably gonna pull like a Carnage Cletus Cassidy thing where he uses the symbiote to crack open a safe or kills a guard or something or he gets let go by a technicality what happened the last time because of that lawyer of his that completely covered for him which i didn't like at all but anyway i and, i, and I will say this just kind of yep. as like a closing as far as my thoughts go as i do agree with aaron as far as it's cool to have another symbiote villain but it i i didn't enjoy him as a villain in this arc i i don't think he's a strong character and I certainly don't think he's worth getting rid of uh, a more interesting 
symbiote character like Andy. And, and on that topic of another symbiote villain, I would like to bring up there is another. It's Carl Malice, the who is the superior Carnage. He <laughs> showed up later. He obscure. Obscure. Yeah, seriously. He showed yeah. up in uh, Captain Falcon's book where he, he did. Like, yes, he did. Carnage just pooped me out. I'm part symbiote now. So like, just do that with Lee. Just say, oh, he's just part symbiote now, but he doesn't have the symbiote. Just do that. <laughs> just... Right. All right. So that's right. a that's a good um, place to pin our discussion of that of the characters. Let's talk about some things that we liked about the book overall, because I think we I think we definitely bash it enough. Um, oh, not nearly enough, but I'll let it live for now. Yeah, so let's talk about maybe... Uh, I, I can say that I especially loved the art in this, um, specifically Ryan Stegman's art, because he really did the callback to the classic Todd McFarlane, Eddie Brock design, and I, I ate that up. I loved that. Yeah, Flash Thompson, too. He had more reddish hair than yeah. blonde. He's strawberry blonde. Yeah, exactly. So I liked the art. For sure, no, um, absolutely. Art was the one of the best parts of this entire book. Like friggin' I mean, Anti Venom looks beautiful. Eddie is like classic McFarlane. Like the art was stellar. And like Sandoval, I'm not as big of a fan of Sandoval, but Sandoval still draws really good symbiotes. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think I, honestly, I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you, Ryan. I actually did like Sandoval's art a little more. Because I actually do like when Sandoval makes uh, Venom smile. He does that nice that like to me that's like one of the best McFarlane-esque smiles he's ever done of the character. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I admit that. Um, I, I like I like um, <clears throat> Sandoval's Venom maybe better than Stegman's Venom, but I like Stegman's uh, Eddie Brock more than I do like Sandoval's. And then the other thing I forgot to mention too is like. Even though this was like a six-part series, there was inconsistencies of the art. Like, for example, Lee, he had like a greasy, greased-up backed hair, and then Sandoval would draw him with the anime hair. And then you would have Andy with the purple hair, but then it looked like Sandoval drew her with black hair. So I was kind of seeing some mixed mixed art in between the issues, and it kind of fell a little off-balance in yeah, a way. So. There's, there's a lot of inconsistencies, yeah. not not just in the art, but also in the stories themselves. So what are you going to yeah, say? Uh, yeah, nitpicks aside, I love the the whole thing. I love the arts. Um, we're fans of Venom, so we'll never be happy. But I think this, uh, uh, but I think this story was was good for Venom fans, fans all around. For Flash Thompson fans, for Spidey fans, Eddie fans, everyone got something out of this. Except many of fans, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got we got snubbed big time. Yeah, These but she's still plans, alive. Marvel. I mean, and she still has powers. So, yes. Um, as for me, like, since if we're if we're still on the topic of the art, as as an artist myself, um, I I am kind of teetering between who I preferred more. I kind of am leaning more towards Stegman's. Um, like, I do like the way Sandoval drew the symbiotes. I like the way he drew Flash's armor. But his anatomy and the inconsistencies are so wonky to me, especially as like a former animation student. This is just like, where's the consistency? What the heck is going on? Um, Stegman, I had some issue with, but I do like his art a bit more. Um, The art for me is definitely the strong point of this. The, The story and characters need work. All right. Oh, go 
if I if I could say a few things about the art, um, one one thing that I just found funny that I think is worth mentioning just for a laugh is that uh, Sandoval drew Lee with one hand gloved and one hand had uh, like were fingerless right gloves, and I was like, oh, that's a nice touch because he's showing that Lee doesn't have fingers on his right hand, and I and I thought yeah. like that's that's a really smart art decision. But in the very next part. The hand that is gloved and the hand that isn't is switched. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that uh, was kind of funny. We saw that in a few issues when he was Venom in the first six issues. We saw some of that too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just thought, one nitpicks. One last thing I'll say is like, like that Andy Hallmark is in a different spot. Um, right. Her hair is a different color. Yeah, nitpicks. Yeah, those are those... bandages in a few scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just flashes. Anti venom nitpick. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, they're all just small nitpicks. Overall, I thought the art was fantastic. I like, I like screenshotted so many pictures while I was oh, yeah. reading it digitally. And the my favorite part of the art because I'm a sucker for like skyline battles or skyline art. And Flash's fight with Spider Man on the Daily Bugle and the snow was falling was just like beautiful. Like I thought it was so cool. Yeah, the snow falling was like such a cool touch that I've never seen before. You know, I've seen like rain and stuff, and of course I need to read more comics, but it was the first time I've seen something like that, and it was really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a I good that's... Uh, place to put a pin in the uh, discussion for uh, Venom Mink, don't you? Well, just one more thing I'd like to say is that like we just talk about positives and we mostly talk about art, but one of the things I thought that the series excelled the most at was character moments. I really liked Fla- Flash talking with like Peter. They had a lot of good character moments talking about how he was a hero, and then you know Flash and Eddie, and then you had Fla- Flash and Spider Man like doing the Predator arms, like Thompson, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> so then, uh, but but yeah, and so I thought uh, Flash and Andy again. I'm saying this mostly as a Flash fan, but there was a lot of good character moments. Just most of them just happened to be for Flash. So, and then, you know, apologizing, uh, like, standing up for Brock in the end, which I thought was really cool, even though Spidey was ragging on him. Right. I, I'd like to throw my hat in that, too. Like, I think I'm the person who enjoyed this arc, like, the most. Uh, and that's because I kind of just threw away all my nitpicks and kind of just had fun with it, uh, which I need to do more often, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> um, but, like, it, it was a lot of fun, and, like, as as Spider Man was my first favorite hero, and then Eddie took over, and then Flash took over. So those are my three favorite heroes. And seeing Flash and Spider Man interact was just—I was fanboying, and like I almost like freaked out when Flash and Eddie handshaked at the end. Like I was like, finally, right? Oh like, yeah. Finally, they're but, getting along yeah. a little bit. Finally, right. we can we can stop, like, saying, like, these characters hate each other, they need to fight, and they need to be the best. Like, no, like, they can get along, and I can see them fighting together now. Like, and that makes me super happy. I would pay to see a Flash versus uh, Eddie fight. True, but, like, it would probably be over something like a misunderstanding or something. Yeah. So I'll also say that no one said sorry to Eddie after they punched him, stole his symbiote, they just let all that slide, apparently. Yeah, so I, he deserved it. Oh, <laughs> right, of course, of course. Right. Flash, Flash came close. Flash came close by yeah, back. Almost, almost. He Justice was like, "Listen, Spidey, 
my favorite hero, like back off this guy. He's a good man, and the symbiote's a good thing. So I think they can do good, right? Like that he proved cool himself, moment. right? Yeah. Which honestly, Eddie's done a hundred time. times, yeah. but this oh, one's yeah. tough, I guess. Spire Island, Spider Slayers, all that. So all those other times they've teamed up. So but, yeah, I think as a as a final note from from myself, I. I honestly don't want to see uh, Eddie and Spidey cross paths again for a, a while, even though this is like the first time in a while that they've crossed paths. Venomized. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Venomized coming up. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I, I'd rather not be, have them cross paths again because just Spider-Man tends to antagonize Eddie, and that's just my my nitpick. Is like, okay, Eddie's paid his dues, but Spider-Man won't let it go. And I, I think this is jumping into the further discussion just a little bit, but I yeah. will say I think what Eddie needs is just time on his own exactly. from everyone, right? Like, he needs time in his own book to do his own thing Establish without it. any distractions, build his character, make him better. Yeah, uh, Con- continue but again, to that's, establish his, uh, his extended cast as well. Like, get more time with, uh, with Liz Allen, you know, go back to Liz right. Allen. <laughs> Sorry, she's taken now. So you're saying he should go back to Cat? <laughs> <laughs> I think God a, no. I think that's a good end to this conversation. So, <laughs> should we give Venom Inc. like a like a grade or something or like a score? Uh, I would. I I I personally give it. I give it a two point five out of five. Out of five? Mm, okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll say, I'll, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Sorry. I'll say four Venoms out of five Venoms. <laughs> I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. I Overall, the Flash Thompson fan in me was very satisfied with it, but even though there was some major flaws. I'm, I'm kind of teetering on a 2 to a 1.5 out of five. Like I, I, I don't want to say why. Uh, I'm probably going to... But... I'd be I'd be going to full on rant mode, and I know we want to avoid that. Uh, I'm just gonna say I like I like the art, but the storytelling, the lack of communication, the character portrayal was just some of the worst I'd seen ever. That's all for me, Carlos. Yeah, I'm probably going to just give it a, probably a 2 out of 5 for me. Uh, I mean, again, the art was great. Some of the dialogue was great between Flash, uh, Eddie, and Peter. Uh, but again, the whole thing that happened to Mania at the end and Lee still having the symbiote, it's just that kind of really gave me a big buzzkill for it. So, yeah. Same. Uh, as as for me, I my biased review is like a 10 out of 10 just because... This is like one of those cheesy 90s Venom stories that I love so much. Um, but like my, I, I know this story has like a lot of flaws to it, as it, even in the storytelling and, and some in the art and stuff like that. Uh, but I had like so much fun with it, so many good character moments, in my opinion. And uh, so I, I definitely give it a solid like 8 out of 10. All right, uh, so I, maybe uh, overall review a middle of the road three out of five. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah, more or less. Right. Yeah, I can agree. All I right. 
Okay, so besides Venom Inc., which closed out 2017 and ushered us into 2018, let's also talk about the symbiote-related happenings of last year that we each loved. So who wants to go first? Well, so last year was the year of Eddie Brock. He was back as Venom. You know, we had all those 150 issues, then we had Venomverse. So, like, that was my highlight. Like, the first time I saw that, that Eddie is back, dude. I, I was crying tears of joy. Uh, I've waited for so long, and it finally happened. <laughs> finally happened. The clouds opened, angels sang, and Aaron bought all the variant covers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I would say uh, it was. It would have to be Dave Michelini's uh, his part in Venom 150 story. You know, him just coming back to write the character again. That was. I thought great. that was. That, yeah, that was great. I was really happy he was on board with it. Um, also, too, like Aaron said, like you know, uh, Edge of Venomverse and Venomverse variants were coming out, and that was pretty much a bad year for me spending money. <laughs> I, I really, I really wanted those variants, and uh, I was on the hunt for them. And um, not only that, also too, was kind of glad to see Mark Bagley uh, take a crack at uh, Venom's uh, Lethal Protector storyline for. Um, I think it was Venom 153, I believe. One, uh, maybe no, it was 154. Uh, oh, 154. One, no, no, I think yeah, by 154 through 156, I want to <laughs> say, or 157, one of those two. Yeah, no, I, w- I was just glad to see him doing the art for that, so I kind of felt a little nostalgia with that a bit, even though his artwork has changed over time with age, but it's, I still enjoyed it, so that's just another good moment uh, for 2017 as well. All right. Anyone else? I was kind of mostly absent from Venom for about 2017. Uh, kind of like how what happened to Andy was the buzzkill for Venom, Inc. Uh, for me, Venom 150 was the buzzkill for Venom. So I kind of fell out with the comics there. I came back for Venomverse, and then I kind of fell out with him again, and then I came back for Venom Inc. So 2017 wasn't really a big year for me. But out of everything out that you did read, though, is there anything? I, I, did, I did enjoy Venomverse. I'm probably in the minority, but I did enjoy it. All right. And uh, let's see. Who else haven't we heard? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I got uh, something to say. Uh, one of the highlights for me would be Venom 154. Like, I absolutely love that issue to death. Like, I think that's, like, the best issue Mike Cost has done by a landslide. I absolutely loved it. Like, basically flawless in both art and writing. Like, I really liked it. And so that definitely stood out. And then, obviously, I, I'm a sucker. Like, I, I don't buy a lot of extra variants and stuff, but I still bought, like, an MJ Venom variant. So, uh, and so, like, just seeing all the Venom variants was really cool. And then I own the... The Venomverse, Clayton Crane, all the variants for that. So, and I really love that too. Yeah. Oh, that was like the best art piece you could ever did for that for the promo image because you can't beat that. So yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, for myself, I, of course, as always, I'm an Eddie Brock fan, whether he's Venom or whoever. Um, so I was super excited. You know, it was a bittersweet sweet thing for me when it was announced he was coming back as Venom, because like, oh, cool, I get to experience Venom, uh, Eddie Brock, in the comics for the first time since I missed the entire 90s and everything like that. Venom as he should be, right? <laughs> exactly. The, what would I call the one true Venom? <laughs> but um, it was also bittersweet because, like, oh, you know, it's kind of like going back on his his uh, 
his characterization is like, oh, his character progress. He was doing so much better. Now he's going backwards, back into the lethal protector thing. But I will have to say that my favorite, my favorite moment in 2017 for Eddie Brock has to be right before he came back as uh, Venom in Carnage number 15, the best Eddie Brock story of 2017. That's a good choice. Uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot that Carnage ended the 2017. Yeah. Just because I, I just consider it a 2016 thing. But yeah, no, absolutely. Now, 2018 is the big year for Venom. We're going into Venom's 30th anniversary, which actually happened this month on uh, January 12th. Uh, Marvel is celebrating the 30th anniversary head-on with True Believer reprints of several key Venom moments in comics, such as Venom, or as such as Spider-Man number uh, 300 and, all, and the rest of that. Additionally, we're n- getting not uh, one, but two Venom-centric comic events. Poison X, which is coming up, um, I think maybe next week, is it? Or maybe the week after. Uh, it's a Venom and X-Men crossover uh, starting, yeah, next week. Uh, X-Men Blue Annual Number 1. Uh, and then, coming in April, is the 30th anniversary special, Venomized. Poison X and Venomized flesh out a trilogy begun by last year's Venomverse event, as we see the poisons invade the Marvel Universe. I know many of us have some strong opinions about these developments carrying over from our Venomverse discussion back in Episode 7, so let's sound off. Um, well, for me, like I said, I, I again, to this day, I still enjoy Venomverse's art, and I'm just really glad uh, even Coelho is going to come back for Venomized. Uh, but as, as we all knew, the story was kind of rushed during the last uh, two issues, so I'm still on the fence of Venomize as a whole. So I, I still need to see what's going to be coming out. Again, we, we got to read uh, Poison X. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. And then that'll lead up into the whole events for Venomize. So I'm, I'm still kind of looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm not really expecting anything great out of it, to be honest with you. So, Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I too had some <laughs> issues uh, regarding a venom verse like you said it was rushed um i think some of the uh promises that remain venom such as you know seeing eddie brock being the one true venom or whatever that was kind of dropped and then uh definitely the poisons weren't fleshed out quite as much as we probably hoped but uh hopefully poison x and um venomize will help uh flesh them out even more um I don't know. I, I, I'm sort of excited for these developments coming up. Um, not entirely excited about Poison X because I'm just not an X-Men fan. I, I watch the movies, but I don't really follow the comics. I don't care to. I'm uh, You could call me anti-mutant or something. <laughs> um, mutant hater. <laughs> yeah, mutant hater. Uh, Venomize sounds kind of cool. Uh, it's uh, It involves... The poisons uh, forcing people to bond to symbiotes so that they can turn them into poisons. Uh, so hopefully Eddie will have a larger role, even though Colin Buns uh, says on, I think he said it on Tumblr, perhaps Aaron will probably remember, um, how uh, Eddie's not going to be uh, like the main focus of the book because it's an ensemble. But hopefully we'll get some more um, Eddie Brock time with these two events. 
Uh, so who else would like to say something about Venomized and Poison X? Well, I'll, I'll talk about the two events coming out. So po- Poison X, I can't say I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not even going to buy the X-Men parts of the crossover, and I'll just get someone to fill me in or something. But it's just, uh, I mean, I, I, I generally like the X-Men. I just don't like them all that much to pay attention to them most of the time. <laughs> like, I don't buy their books or anything. And I especially don't care about the, the 05 X-Men. Like, I, I think that was a mistake in the first place. So I just don't care about those characters. So, I mean, and generally, generally I liked Venomverse when it came out, but I just fe- feel like it was missing some stuff and some mispotential there. But, and then I guess it's good that we're getting more of the poisons, but then, venomized right after so it feels like poison x is going to be completely pointless it's like you don't even need it if we're going to get another poison event after that so it's like uh, like i guess it's good that we're getting some because i think the poisons are an interesting concept i would just like to see them fleshed out more so hopefully we'll get some of that and it's just yeah i think the point of poison x is that uh this is going to be a space story so we're going to have um venom and the x-men battling the poisons in space so i i assume the, the 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 idea is that they'll battle them in space in poison x and then the poisons will finally arrive to earth in venomized so i yeah, think that's so the progression i'm not look i'm not looking forward to poison x all that much and i'm kind of wary of venomized since we venomverse was just a everybody got symbiotes and now this is everybody gets symbiotes again, except six one six. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully Mania gets a symbiote. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. please, please. please. Yeah. Like, so um, um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on the fence ahead, yeah. about these events, but like I mean, if if I pick them up, I'll pick them up. I mean, if there's if there's a chance that Andy's going to be envenomized, I'll definitely be all over that. Because I'm a sucker for anything with Andy in it, um, I'm, I am kind of yeah on the fence about Poison X. I, me personally, I just feel like Marvel really just needs to cool it with the events for a bit. This is like four Venom events in a row. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're I guess they're real excited for the movie too and his anniversary. And uh, don't yeah. forget, I mean, Aaron, I mean, there's going to be more variants to come. I know, I know, I'm going to be poor. <laughs> Be poor. Yeah, so I'm a slave to Your Venom, so I'm going to buy all the Poison X, all the Venom, I'm going to buy all that. Um, So I'm just worried about Venom fatigue. So I kind of understand that, yes, like the 30th anniversary is coming up, but I would like it to focus more on just Eddie and Venom. You, you know, like instead of doing Venomize, they could just have him fight Carnage again. Um, yeah, they haven't fought so, him. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, as Venom and uh, as Eddie as Venom... He hasn't fought Carnage in a while. Like he, I mean, yeah, right. he did as as Toxin just recently in the Carnage series. But come on, we have yeah. a classic Venom versus Carnage story, right? So I'll also say that's kind of cool that it's kind of cool that Eddie's meeting like all like the younger, like all the like the younger heroes. You know, he's met Moon Girl. Uh, now he's going to meet the young. X-Men. X-Men, then he's going to meet the champions in Venomized, as we see on the covers. So it's kind of cool that he's meeting all these newer folks in the Marvel Universe, but it's just too many events in a row, I think. But hopefully after like the 30th anniversary is over, then we can start doing what I think John said. We're just going back to him and just and just staying street level. 
So yeah, we need to really scale it back after these two events. Um, also, just one quick thing. Um, I the only thing I kind of wish after Venomize, I I kind of want to wish. Hopefully, if you know, if Marvel's smart about it, maybe they can bring back Scream back to life because I kind of miss her and I really want her to be in a future story sometime. So that's the only thing I can say that I want to wish in 2018. Is if she's in the movie. Yeah. Hopefully, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm still waiting for Scorn, man, and I really don't think we're going to see her again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scorn. But I, I hope we see, I mean, of course, the, the movie, which we're going to discuss in just a few minutes. But um, the I, I really hope to see Anne Wying make a return from the dead in some form. As I as I'm always saying, I want to see Poison. I want to see a Poison version of uh, Anne Wine's She Venom, and want I want her to be like one of Eddie's recurring kind of not not villains but rivals, because I want to have them uh, have the, you know reignite that spark that they had once before, but also it's like oh she's a poison, he's a venom. Well, she's in the movie at least, so that's yeah, probably going to happen. Twist, so. yeah. twist. All right. Um, any other comic things, Venom-wise, that we're looking forward to that is confirmed already or not? Uh, uh, again, the only uh, thing that I can think of is uh, Toy Fair because you know I want to keep my fingers crossed and hopefully Hasbro brings out a, like a Venomverse line or or just a new symbiote line in general because it was kind of hinted at at San Diego Comic Con in a way. Right. So I'm sort of excited for old man Hawkeye, since the symbiote is with multiple man now, I believe, so that may be kind of interesting. Um, Spider-Gwen, I'm, I'm, I'm following it, but at the same time, I'm kind of not. It's just kind of losing my attention. So. And you're talking about Gwenum in particular. Right, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, I wonder if um, Venom will possibly make a return in Renew Your Vows. I think it's possible, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it was very weird the way it disappeared when it was attached to Spinneret, a.k.a. Mary Jane. It's like, oh, suddenly it was there and then it's not anymore. So hopefully it makes a Wait, return. Did, didn't, didn't Eddie die? Didn't he die? Oh, no, no. Yes, it was very upset and it wanted to kill, you know, Spidey and her <laughs> for, you know, like, for, like, murdering Eddie, so... Yeah, but one of the things I am looking like uh, you said hopes for 2018. I again, I would be with the, the the action figures. I would love to see some like a mania action figure and like uh, yeah, just g- give me that merch. Like just give me more symbiotes. <laughs> They're giving us Lasher. Give us the rest of the Life Foundation. You know, I'll just scream. Yeah, like a mania figure all by twenty. <laughs> Same year, dude. Scorn with interchangeable arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, so finally, the biggest highlight coming in October, on October fifth, particularly, is the Venom movie starring Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Wow. We've been waiting a long time to discuss this on the podcast. So let's just have at it. Let's start with the wow, casting. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Yay or nay? Sure, why not? I don't think anyone here is going to diss Tom Hardy. Like, that's a great <laughs> choice for Eddie. It was uh, unexpected. As long as, as, as Topher Grace stays as far away from this as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on board for him, too, so... Yeah, I mean, he was he was in a Batman as a Bane, so, I mean, there there's kind of a Venom thing going on there. 
Another um, big guy using venom. Yeah. Right. If only he would dye his hair. If only that happened, then yeah. I'd be happy with it. I don't need a blonde-haired uh, Eddie. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite fine with... I, I would even... I would even be okay if, uh, you know, the good old um, corporate synergy happened in the comics and they sort of made Eddie Brock look like Tom Hardy. You can't see Don't change the hair. I'm doing a, yeah, I'm doing a disgusting crap right now. That's not what I want at all. (laughs) (laughs) No tattoos, none of that. Right, yeah. Not even. No, I I prefer. I don't mind. Yeah, I prefer the comics and the movies to stay separate if at all possible. <laughs> so, because uh, after go- all, he did add that in the animated series. Yeah, so let's go over what we know so far. What's uh, uh, heavily rumored? Um, so, so far we know, of course, Tom Hardy is definitely cast as Eddie Brock Venom, not Flash Thompson. Uh, that was on the rocks for a little while, and there were some things like, oh, look, they're going to combine the characters. Now they're probably not going to do that, because he definitely looks, looks like, from the recent photo release, he's going to be a reporter, which I love, because that's just appealing to the uh, writer and me. Um, we also know, confirmed, that Michelle Williams is playing um, his love interest, who they term as a lawyer or whatever, and we can already say, oh, she's Anne Wying. That's simple. And I think that's a pretty good casting. I don't know the actress too well. Uh, she's actually been in the news recently with the um, with the whole... Uh, with some scandals, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, not, not, not scandals against her or anything, but you know. Right, yeah. Uh, and then um, we know Riz Ahmed is attached to the project. Originally, people were thinking he was going to be Carnage, um, but uh, right now they've confirmed that he's not going to be Carnage. And uh, he's going to be tied to the Life Foundation, which is confirmed to be um, a major part of the film. The Life Foundation, who created the five symbiotes, Slasher, Phage, um, Slasher, I, I can't name them all right now. But, um, so possibly uh, there are rumors that he's actually going to be Carlton Drake, which is the leader, the, the founder of the Life Foundation. Um, then I've... I remember there was some news about Jenny Slate being in talks to be cast in this one as a scientist. And I'm thinking if she is going to be in this one, um, maybe she'll be fit for the role of uh, Ashley Kafka, Dr. Ashley Kafka uh, of Ravencroft um, fame, uh, one of uh, Carnage's uh, psychiatrists back then. Um, Someone who was turned in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was turned into a weird German guy for some reason? (laughs) Yeah, gender-bent, yes. (laughs) Um, And then... Could also be Patty Robertson or whoever was the other She-Venom. Patricia Robertson, possibly. That's a a good point, possibly. Um, Then there's Scott Hayes, who was also rumored to be in talks to play some part. Uh, A lot of people speculating he might be Carnage. Um, then there was Woody Harrelson, which was like, oh my gosh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, so he's right now tapped to probably be a mercenary and not Carnage, maybe. I'm hoping he might be Carnage, because I think a Woody Harrelson, Cletus Cassidy would be kind of cool. And then, uh, 
Then on the uh, production side, we have uh, Ruben Fleischer, who will be the director uh, of Zombieland fame, uh, which I think is going to be pretty cool because he's talking about um, this is going to be a rated R Venom film. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to have a horror bent to it. And then the writers are Scott, uh, confirmed to be Scott Rosenberg, uh, Jeff Pinkner, and Kelly Marcel. So uh, we know for sure. Oh, I, I'm. It's it's very like, I'm pretty sure we've heard before Sony or someone saying that Carnage is going to be the villain of this film. But we also know for sure, confirmed by um, the director and um, and Tom Hardy that the Venom film will be based on the classic Venom Lethal Protector and uh, Planet of the Symbiote storylines, which is huge news. And uh, Tom Hardy is uh, already promising that he's going to do his very best to bring a classic Eddie Brock performance. So I'm super excited about this. Um, I know there's a lot of naysayers online saying, oh, this is going to suck because Spider-Man's not attached. And, uh, so what does everyone else think? Boy, very, very mixed feelings on this movie. Like, I've wanted a Venom movie for so long, but, and the thing is, I'm one of those people who thinks, I don't think you can have a Venom origin movie without Spider-Man. And, like, like Venom is literally created from the hatred of two beings, like, combining, and, like, that's Venom, Eddie and the symbiote. But I don't understand how you do that without Spider-Man. And, like... Like, it, like, see, a perfect movie for me would be if this if this wasn't an origin movie, which I feel like from everything we've seen, it is from the set photos and everything. If this wasn't an origin movie, it was just was just starts up Eddie in the middle of it and like doing Lethal Protector. I think that'd be great. But because it seems to be an origin movie, I don't know how it's going to work with, without Spider Man. Because this movie, honestly, I feel like it's got a lot of things going for it from the rumors I've seen. But and and. Yeah, so that's where I am right now. Again, like for me, I still, I still would personally would like to see more information as it comes out. Uh, but again, I hope the rumor is true that Tom Holland is going to appear in some sort of way and make some sort of cameo. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know, I know that Sony they have the rights to Venom, and again, I know that Disney has their whole oh we got to play everything nice. You know, there can't be any violence or curse words. That's why we can't have Venom or Carnage in our films because we know what they're about, you know. And I, I get that, but at the same time, it would be cool if they were all still together. But again, like I'm, I'm still pretty excited. I just need to see a teaser trailer. Like that's what I'm waiting for to get my hyped, you know, adrenaline going and getting pumped up to see this. You know, it, I just need to see something as it for a trailer first. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I think the real hype for me would finally be just seeing even concept art of Venom or, and or Carnage. You know, some, something, a little something just to get me going. But, um, so that, that's, that's a good point I did not bring up is the, is the whole controversy and everyone already knows about it, about how Venom, the movie, uh, is so far being billed as not tied to the MCU, like Spider-Man Homecoming and the rest of the Avengers films. Um, and everybody has this prevailing, uh, prevailing idea that somehow uh, Spider-Man will not be involved at all in the Venom film, but that's never uh, explicitly said that he's not going to be involved at all. 
I'm I'm thinking that if he if there is going to be a Spider-Man, it won't be Tom Holland because Sony is trying to push towards making their own Spider-Verse uh, film universe. So perhaps they can uh, bring in their own Spider-Man for that. For that. Maybe a uh, Miles Morales, maybe, but who knows? It can be anything. Uh, I thought I heard a rumor a while back that they were going to try and tie this to the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but I, I might have heard that one wrong. It, that would be that that would be a very interesting rumor because it's like yeah, very interesting because those movies were awful and no one wants to see that. Yeah, um, and I I don't think Andrew Garfield would be coming back for that. Um, but I mean, I still think Spider-Man is going to be somehow involved in this movie, and it would be cool if they pulled a fast one on us and said, "Hey, it's Tom Holland." this is actually tied to the MCU in some way. But even if it isn't Tom Holland, as long as there is some sort of Spider-Man link to Venom, that would be fine with me. Like, and the thing is, too, is, like, how how exactly is the Simia going to get the spider powers? Like, is he going to somehow absorb just a random spider and get him that way? Like, there has to be a reason behind that. You know, you can't just have the Simian, he doesn't have, like, you know, the wall crawling, web shooting, all that stuff, you know. And the camouflage. Yeah. Well, it's kind of dipping into the whole theoretical uh, arena here. Um, we already kind of know that the Life Foundation is being billed as a pharmaceutical developer in this movie based on uh, that one teaser image with Eddie Brock and his notepad. There's somehow a pharmaceutical company who's been uh, testing their uh, stuff probably illegally. So I'm thinking that um, perhaps the Venom symbiote is one of their uh, one of their um, experiments, and perhaps they have another experiment involving spiders. You know, gen- genetically enhanced spiders for new medicines or whatever. So there could be a bit of cross pollination there that would give Venom his spider powers, uh, or we can possibly get the classic. Spider-Man and Venom story, though that one would be a bit more difficult to explain to a uh, general audience without um, some context. Uh, well, so far, I'm loving everything about this movie. I love the casting. Um, I love the inclusion of Anne, the uh, uh, the Life Foundation, but but we're just stuck on the the main origin of the symbiote. So, like, that's just where we're stuck at right now. Like, if we look past that, so far I like what I'm seeing with the movie. It's just that one little detail. Now, um, there, there, are, so, there are also some, some photos that, that, that show, like, a landing site for the suits. And we've also seen, like, a little... Um, uh, ship inside of the Life Foundation. So folks are saying that maybe it, it is from space, which which would be you know uh, very nice, I think, instead of doing the whole like artificially made symbiotes. Yeah, I don't want but, alternate origin yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yes, have to yeah, share not, those photos with me. On the, the origin. You, you're yeah. gonna have to share those photos because I, I I don't think I've seen landing site or ship photos. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's just one Twitter account that's, that films in Atlanta, 
Um, they have like you know like photos of like the area of like things like that. They have like insider information with like photos and things, and they've spilled some some info about the movie. So yeah, yeah. All right. Any um, closing thoughts about the uh, Venom movie coming in October? I mean, like I said, I just want to see a teaser trailer just to get you know the hype going, and I I really hope they pull it off with the, his overall design for Venom. So yeah, like Venom Inc., I'm going into this with very low expectations, but I will admit it's got a lot of things going for it. You know, the R rating, Tom Hardy, Zombieland writer director. And, uh, but I, and so basically if I even get a good looking and sounding venom, I'm probably going to be happy. Like I just show me a picture like, and the, of a venom that looks and sounds good. Just, we are venom and I'll love it. I want pictures. I want pictures. Pictures new, of Venom. New, new Halloween costume 2018. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to spend so much money on, on merchandise. I'm still trying to find that shirt from that con. But, yeah. And how about you, John? Uh, any thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of just going to go into it the same way as I'm kind of just going into uh, Venom comics in general for 2018. Is I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it as much as I can. I'm going to try not to nitpick it too much. I'm not... I'm not there to, like, critically assess everything about the movie. I'm kind of just there. As long as they stay on the right track, and it seems like they are so far, I'll be I'll be perfectly happy. And I'll, I just want to have fun with it. That's a good philosophy. Cautious optimism is good, um, but definitely optimism is what we need to have in the face of all the pessimism that we're getting so far. Um, so I think that's a good... Uh, place to uh, to put a pin in the episode. Um, there's a lot to look forward to this year, along with any other as-of-yet-revealed goodies for the 30th anniversary. Uh, and ahead of time, condolences to all of our wallets. Uh, yes. Thank you very mm. much, John, Carlos, Tyler, Aaron, and David, for joining me today on this podcast. Good having you here, David. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we should do this more often. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> and thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. <laughs>